Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This episode is brought to you by TubeBuddy. Use our code and sign up for TubeBuddy to start utilizing their amazing tools. Let TubeBuddy do the work for you. That's www.tubebuddy.com slash P-O-P pop. That's tubebuddy.com slash P-O-P pop. Guys, TubeBuddy, I've been using it for some time. It helps you with analytics, video ideas, title suggestions, tag results, and it helps you get your videos, your podcasts, and your content out to a wider or broader, more selective audience. It's kind of what I use to make sure that I'm dotting my I's and crossing my T's when it comes to video production. Guys, I can't say it enough. Sign up for TubeBuddy. It's a no-brainer at such a low cost per month, less than a cup of coffee each month. You can be getting help with the SEO and analytical side of your content. All right, guys, get TubeBuddy now. Disclosure, the podcast. My name is Ty, and I'm so, so happy to be here today uh, with the guest who reached out uh, a little bit before the new year and, you know, asked to, you know, come on the show, tell the story. And, uh, you know, when I dug in a little deeper, I, I do get a lot of emails from people, um, whether it's, you know, um, wanting to tell their story, because we do play the the little intro, you know, where we ask you if you've had a close encounter, reach out. And, um, this one wasn't necessarily this person having an encounter, but it was so infatuating when I started reading more into it and, and getting further into it. And I'm going to allow him to, to, to really uh, introduce it all. But this is an encounter you don't really hear about much at all. And I'm very, very surprised that it has not taken on uh, more of a, a, a narrative, uh, especially when you know UAP and UFOs are so hot um, on... On, on the market right now. I mean, look at 
what's happening with with the the spy balloon and, and the Chinese spy balloon that everybody knows is up there and just got popped uh, uh, a while back a little while ago. Um, UAPs are regularly in the news now, so these stories that are coming from people like Samuel are only going to snowball and they're going to become bigger and they're going to be. Uh, on a bigger platform, and I cannot wait, and I, I'm very happy to be a part of it. So without further ado, here is my guest, Samuel Chung, um, and you translated a book. Um, you see, you, how did you get into this subject, or, or or what led you to that that reading that book? No, I had a fascination about space when I was young. I thought if we just learn from the ETs that have an advanced civilization, we can solve all the mysteries of the world, the paranormal, such as the Great Pyramid of exactly. Egypt, the Bermuda Triangle, and the stories in the Bible. Right, right. So it, it's not just, and I've always said this, right? So there, there are two fundamental questions that at least advanced humans like us um they're like built into us and it's what happens after we die and are we alone in the universe right and i potentially by answering one question right the are we alone question we could theoretically answer both questions you know so if we do learn you know because these beings or you know whoever they may have a, a a you know couple thousand year or hundred thousand year jump on us and they might know these things so you know it's not just a shoot first ask questions later kind of situation it is a you know let's 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 not immediately assume that these things are a threat exactly and indeed they're really friendly to us as you read the book and you're going to uncover all the mysteries that you wonder about such as uh, if there is a reincarnation, near-death experiences, and things like that. Right. The human energy field, the ET technologies, everything is revealed. Every and and the the quantum leap that we could, you know, it, almost overnight. And that's what's always really intrigued me. And it's also really like sparked a, a kind of a cyn cynical side of me because if the government were to be hiding such advancements. I think that would be such a crime against humanity. I and, totally agree. And I and I think that's what's part of the problem is the the fact that some someone somewhere along the line, um, a lot of people think it's Eisenhower, kind of put they, they buried this in national security, you know, labels and and it slapped the biggest secret tag on it there is. And you know, the 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 it, it just it never it, they destig well, not destigmatized it. They stigmatized it so that anyone who even remotely told a story was looked at sideways, or you know, you know, no one believed them. They did a wonderful job, uh, if I must say, at making this topic the brunt of tabloid magazines. Exactly. Um, this is uh, something that I've been trying to do is that the ETs have been making contact to us throughout history over thousands of years already as recorded in the stories in the Bible. And people just need to look into those stories and to make the connections and connecting the dots and they will know. And this book, The Over Prophecy, is a book that connects everything. Now, have you ever spoken to Graham Hancock? I tried to reach out to him. I haven't spoken to him yet. 
Okay, maybe that's something we could work on because I think, you know, a lot of of what you say, um, you know, it, it, there's just, there's a correlation to be made, I believe, uh, somewhere, um, because I don't think that this phenomenon, you know, maybe it really kicked up a notch at, with the advent of the nuclear weapon, but I do not think, or nuclear technology, let's call it, but I don't think it started there. I, do, I think it started a long, long, like, you know, the, the this book in, because uh, I have not read it yet, um, and and I am sorry for that, um, but I've had a lot on my plate, uh, to be fair, and a lot of it, um, you know, is with the ancient aliens and stuff, right? People like kind of they. It's it's not that they don't want to uh, believe that that you know this phenomenon started earlier than nineteen forty the nineteen forties, but it's you know, kind of, again, the ancient aliens, they, they kind of took it in a direction where, you know, it, it's more content driven and, uh, it's, it's kind of gone on a little too long and people, you know, the meme and they kind of make fun of it. But some, I mean, some of what they're talking about is, I mean, uncanny similarities, um, of, of stories from either native Americans or the ancient Sumerians, uh, or, you know, the, the, there's uncanny similarities with, uh, you know, the, the lore and, and history of ancient civilizations um, and what we're seeing today in the skies. Exactly. Then this group of EPs, the Thubans, have been making contacts uh, to us uh, throughout history in ancient civilizations as well. For example, it specifically mentions that the destruction of the two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, was actually done by this group of friendly ETs in order to guide us to the right way, the direction of spirituality. So did the the parting of the sea uh, of reeds by Moses, I mean, by by supposedly God or Jehovah, uh, leading Moses. And then so Moses uh, led the, the Hebrews out of Egypt. And that was through the assistance of the friendly ETs who was helping Moses to guide the Hebrews out of Egypt away from the um, uh, the rules, the rules, uh, right, the, uh, the right, virus. right, and and you know, I think, I think it, uh, now before we get into you know the real the real meaty uh, story, right? Um, something that's always fascinated me was the Great Pyramids, and I mm. think, I think there, there's just so much to uh, you know mainstream archaeology and mainstream science that. That, you know they they've told us this story of it being a tomb and the, the you know the pyramids were built as tombs to the pharaohs and and yet only one to date has been found to have had a a body in it um so you know why why is that why are they so perfectly aligned with um um you know astronomy uh, uh, astro I'm having such a hard time with words today, apparently. Why, do, you know, why are all these coincidences? Why are there pyramids on every single continent that we know of, right? Why are, how did all these cultures, why did they all use that same initial, or or not initial, but basic design, right? Uh, the 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 aiming towards the sky uh, the, with the step pyramids in South America to the Great Pyramids of Giza. Why are these similarities there? when we are told that none of these cultures ever intermingled or talked to each other. 
What happened was that the Great Pyramid of Egypt was actually built 17,000 years ago, according to this book, by a great wise person from the continent of Atlantis called Thoth. He had the knowledge to build the Great Pyramid using anti-gravitational technologies and supersonic vibrational systems to cut the huge stones in a very precise manner. And then he built the Great Pyramid of Egypt using nine years as a cosmic tool to capture the cosmic energy and terrestrial energy so that the users of the Great Pyramid of Egypt could communicate with uh, people on other planets. They, they also used the Great Pyramid of Egypt to explore parallel universe and to make rings. That's insane. And, yes, yes. And then, uh, but unfortunately, after the continent of Atlantis sunk or was destroyed, the great technologies were lost, and other civilizations tried to imitate the Great Pyramid of Egypt, but they didn't have the technology, so they could do a smaller version of the pyramid, trying so to they, yeah. So they didn't have, so so when Atlantis uh, sank, the 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 knowledge was lost, so they they didn't. That they lacked the the fundamental information and and wherewithal to recreate it, you know exactly is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. And wow. The, and the pyramid is actually a tool, a cosmic tool to capture energy, um, or cosmic rays. It's actually scientifically proven by certain scientists on Earth nowadays. Now, can you elaborate further on that? For example, there's um. Uh, there are some people who try to imitate the structure of the Great Pyramid, and then they found that uh, it could actually concentrate and gather cosmic energy and rays in order for the energy to be concentrated in a manner to be reused, uh, either to send communication signals into the sky or to use it in other ways. Um, and, and to make the energy... Um, in a way so that rain would fall is actually being done by University of Reading in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So are you of the belief that uh, an ancient cataclysm um, happened? And, you know, maybe that was, you know, because I know in the book, you know, you say Atlanta sank and, you know, that the, the these um, now, now, what are the ETs of uh, of the book called? Theobans. Theodans. Uh, from the planet Theoba. Okay, and so, is there any information that they have or had or gave to that that suggested that there was a, some sort of a great reset um, of this planet? There were several great resets of the planet. When the black people and yellow people first came to Earth, they had a very difficult time adapting to the local environment. They actually, we are all from different planets. And then there was a great reset when the asteroids hit the Earth and then split into three parts. The first part um, landed uh, or hit uh, the Red Sea, and the second part hit uh, where now it's the East Timor area, and the third part hit the uh, Galapagos, Galapagos Islands. So it caused right. a great reset and great civilization was lost. This is the first great reset on Earth. Oh, my God. So, I mean. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
getting you and Graham in a room would be amazing. To, oh my God, that'd be such a great discussion. But that that's that's super. I mean, that's that's awesome. And I and again, I cannot. I I want to kind of guide this now. Where now you pick up a book. What year did you pick up? Um, uh, again, I'm sorry if I I don't. Uh, can, maybe you can pronounce it again. Theobat prophecy. So Theobat prophecy. Prophecy. You picked this book up when? In 2014. So 2014, you pick this book up and you read it in what language? In English. In English. Okay. Yes. And then, um, what happens from there? Um, then I just uh, was mesmerized by the messages in the book because it contains so many verifiable facts that okay. can be proven and explored by people or by the readers. That's what I did. I did a lot of research, additional explorations, and I found this book to be exactly the book that I was looking for, giving me all the answers about the secrets, the secrets of life, the secrets uh, of the ETs, even the secrets of how the world is run today. Right. Well, I I was uh, uh, so fascinated that I read the postscript, uh, and I found that, that the author actually didn't write everything that he knew. He said that there were more incredible things that he was not allowed to write in the book oh, because God. we were far from understanding them. Uh, being extremely curious, I wanted to find out what else he knew. What it was, yeah, what it was. Yeah. What, was what was he leaving out? <laughs> he left out uh, like a lot of interesting things. And there was just one specific um, thing that he wasn't allowed to write about that had okay. to really meet him in person in order for him to tell me. Okay. And all right, so 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 you set out on an adventure. Um, so so you you read the book. You're 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 just mesmerized by the stories. You dig further into it, researching and verifying, and kind of doing your due diligence, right? Exactly. Uh, and then you set out to meet the author, uh, Michel. Um, I'm sorry. Can you so pronounce his Michel name? Michel de Marquet. So you set out to meet Michel, and um, you strike a friendship up with him. Yes, and, the first time. Yes. Okay, and and so you know what 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 is it, what's the exchange like uh, uh, upon first meeting? The first meeting uh, in the first uh, two or three days, he was really annoyed at me because uh, I was asking all the questions that seemed to be stupid to him. Uh -huh. <laughs> so he was asking me to read the book one more time, one more time, again and again. Um, and, um, but then the day, actually two days before I was about to leave, and he showed me a contract in which he signed with a publisher in China who gave him uh, $2,000 to get a copyright of the book to be published in China. He wanted to follow up to, uh, the, with that publisher because he didn't hear anything from them. Um, that's what I did and found out that the publisher wasn't going to publish the book because of the fear of the censorship in China. Right. Uh, so Michelle Demarque asked me to uh, find a different publisher to do it. Okay. And so then you became involved pretty heavily. Yes, pretty heavily. Yes. All right. And so you translate the book into Chinese? Yes, the book was actually originally translated uh, already into Chinese, but it was very poor translation. And I had another person to polish the existing translation. And I proofread it and had it published in mainland China and also in Taiwan. And it goes best-selling. 
bestseller in Taiwan and one wow. of the bestsellers in China. Now, now, what was his now? Now, at this point, and 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 it's not that the meeting that that the adventure of you meeting, going to meet him, you know, reading the book and then going to the author that, uh, you know, that, that part still enthralls me that you have the, 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 that you were that dedicated to even take that journey. Um, and I don't want to, uh, uh, skip over it and how important that was because, you know, m- most people, you know, read a book and they're okay. And they, right. They move on, but no, you being Samuel Chung, um, and your your day job uh, is a court interp. Uh, um, I'm sorry, your a court interpreter, right? So you're a certified court inter- court interpreter. So what do you what does that mean? What do you do? So in my daily job, I work with the uh, attorneys and the uh, doctors to interpret uh, from English into Mandarin Chinese and from Chinese into English, and I also do document translations. That's my daytime job. Right. So kind of you know. You're kind of the perfect man for this job that you didn't know needed to be done. Exactly. I was uh, very puzzled at especially how I was able to find him because he didn't give me his address. I wasn't able to locate him uh, where he exactly he was living. I took the chance um, just grabbing like a picture on the internet uh, showing his bungalow where he was living and I showed it to the taxi driver and the taxi driver just happened to be able to find uh, where exactly wow. he was living. So it, it almost seems, oh God, it's, it almost seems like it was it was a near impossible task that ended up being possible or, or happening. So that's amazing in itself, like I said. And I don't want to just, I don't want to give that, you know, I, I don't want to skip over that importance of that because later on that becomes very important to of uh, almost prophecy in itself, um, part of the prophecy, right? So, um, okay, so then you translate it, it gets, it becomes a bestseller. Now, in this book, some mind-boggling, I, 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 I lack the, the words for what is being told, um, you know, just by, by, you know, not even having read the full thing, um, but but the story um, now, can you talk or or walk us through the encounter and why this book is the you know, where it starts and, and why the journey that is, is gone on by the author and why, you know, um, how it happened. So it happened in June 1987 in Australia and the author Michelle de Marquet woke up in the middle of the night. He didn't know why. He didn't know why, but he wrote a note to his wife saying that he he would be gone for 10 days and there's no need to worry about him. And he walked outside of his house and then to his backyard. He was lifted up to the middle of the air where he saw this beautiful 10-foot-tall, compassionate, uh, blonde uh, ET that was uh, extremely beautiful and, and loving mm-hmm. and took him to a parallel universe and then uh, into their spacecraft. And then uh, she took him to this journey um, onto their planet uh, called uh, Jehovah for nine days and then came back. On the way there, he was taught many, many uh, mysteries on earth, such as uh, where people came from, the ancient civilizations, um, the stories in the Bible and how politics and, and the dangers um, of Earth 
what dangers are. Um, and and he was uh, really instructed to write this book, documenting everything he saw, he witnessed, and he experienced. So after he came back, he wrote this book and got it published uh, in 1993. So that was the year I was born. Just you know, to 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 date to date to date this whole thing. Uh, but that's, I mean, now he was with this uh, um, extraterrestrial civilization for how many days? Nine days. Now, when he gets back. His his wife now now were any reports filed that he was missing, uh you know and when when these nine days seemingly go by what happens with his regular you know earthly life? Well, after he came back, he was um, uh, really into writing this book, and he told uh, what happened to his family members. Uh, he has two children, one son, one daughter, and uh, his son believed him, but his daughter and his wife didn't believe him. His wife thought that he was having an affair with another woman, which right. caused his um, depression and his divorce. So he had a major depression after he came back. And uh, after divorcing his wife, he moved to Vietnam and being just like a secluded area and, and trying to remain um, and spend his, the rest of the life. Right. Just kind of, you know, did he ever long for them to, 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 return and and you know take him yes he longed for their return to take him to their planet because it seems to be like a paradise like a right. heaven-like planet but they didn't really do that uh, because he had to fulfill his uh, mission uh, his purpose uh, in life and then he had really had to go through the regular cycle that a person goes through without the uh, a lot of interference uh, right or... without tampering right so and and in the in the book he describes you know um again you i think you alluded to it him being curious enough um to ask questions about humanity um and the whole it seems this whole journey or purpose that he you know if if true um he went on was a, a, not only to show somebody and have them document it, but to also give us kind of a warning. Yes, it is a book of warnings. It's a book that warns us uh, that if we don't mend our ways, if, if we don't change the way how we live, then there are going to be uh, catastrophes that's going to happen. Like, um, and also it talks about how the politics and how everything... Um, runs in this world and people need to wake up and not to be really um, brainwashed by the narratives right and and can we so, so he he spoke about the beings being um very similar to us but uh significantly taller um uh, around eight feet right uh nine or ten feet yeah so what is their relation to us and did he you know is there any information on why a civilization or um, any civil advanced being has any? Why are why are we important? Why why do we we seem to be in our infancy still? Um, and yes, we've split the atom, and you know yes, we've done all these things. But 
you, you talk about how the planet was a, a category nine planet. Yeah. I assume we're category zero. One. <laughs> One. Yeah. So, <laughs> a little better than zero. So why interact with us? Because we are all part of God, the creator, the great ether. So when God created every one of us, it inserted a tiny portion of his spirituality or um, a little bit of itself into each one of us. So we are kind of growing and learning spiritual lessons through life um, or our different lifetimes. So we accumulate spiritual lessons in order to move up to the ladder, to move up to a higher category of planet. We are on category one planet, like elementary school students. Yes. And they're on category nine planet, like uh, college professors. So they've been wow. guiding us throughout history, trying to lead us to the right path, the path of spirituality. Um, so there's nothing to be ashamed of uh, being a resident of a category one planet because, um, because elementary everybody, school students, yeah, learn. Everybody takes the path, right? Yes. Everybody, you have to go to category one to get to category nine. Yes. Right. You have to go to first grade to graduate high school. Just Mm -hmm. works that way. Right. It's a progression. And I think, excuse me. Um, I think I, what, what role does consciousness play in all of this? Because consciousness seems to be something that we lack the understanding of, but maybe they don't. Um, you see, the, in the book, it, they're, they're, uh, te- the communication is seemingly telepathic, um, or that's the closest word that we have to describe it. Um, what, what, what is the role of consciousness, if, if any? It is uh, really important that we focus on our consciousness. We, also, we all have our own free will. So we determine what we do in life. And if we have uh, the right consciousness in order to live the right way, then our, the whole world is going to become a better world. And especially the collective consciousness is extremely important because uh, it actually uh, creates a very positive inertia um, to what we do and also our future. So this book is aimed at uh, waking us up so that we can raise our consciousness levels so that we can work together in a concerted fashion to make our world a better world. So it really wants us to know that we change our future, we determine our future, and the future really relies on our actions. And if, if, if the future, if we continue down the path that we're on right now, um, do you think that we would be able to become a category? Uh, is it a category nine or uh, yes, a category cat- nine? No, ca- no, no, <laughs> not really. No, because we've gone, we've gone, a, we've gone significantly far away from spirituality uh, it, with the rise of tech. It's kind of a, it's kind, it kind of sucks. Because it's it's like you can draw the 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 this conclusion that with the growth and and advent of technology, uh, the further away we get from spirituality. Exactly, technology is actually uh, moving us away from spirituality, and then we should also focus on the technologies that can actually help 
us to grow more spiritually. There are technologies like that, and we should focus on those. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and, and I think there's a way to use what we have as a tool. And, and But we're just, again, we lack the information or the wherewithal. You talk about the how they use, um, uh, I want to go back to something. You talked about how there could be a lost technology, right? Um, because the, the, the technology that they used, that, you know, you said that they use to cut the Great Pyramids, the, the precision of it, right, was using, um, what did you call it? Uh, ultrasonic vibrational systems. So clearly, we don't have that. That's not ours currently. Um, so that would be considered a lost technology. Now, uh, at least generally, we uh, we don't have it. So, uh, it, you know, are there other technologies that, that could exist uh you know, that, that are lost to us right now um, uh, that, that could change the world. Yes, uh, anti-gravitational technologies uh, used to be used on the continent of Lemuria about 14,500 years ago. So they were able to float their crafts uh, in the middle of the air without using a lot of energy. And also there are some technologies that we can really commercialize um, technologies that were discovered uh, decades ago, such as uh, splitting water molecules in a more energy efficient manner by using uh, the right vibrational frequency that breaks the covalent bond of hydrogen of uh, hydrogen and oxygen atoms. So there was like Stanley Meyer. Uh, yeah, I was, I was literally just going to bring up the uh, the the water uh you know the engine the car running uh and how he did that and unfortunately passed away in a very weird way yes and there are also other technologies that we should uh, explore further such as uh, but, why, but why do you think they suppress that kind of, now assuming stanley myers d did actually in fact create the engine that we think that he did and and you know, unfortunately, met an untimely passing um, in order to see what I would say, you know, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but to keep the oil and um, uh, the oil companies rich, right? If a car runs on water, all of a sudden, the oil companies, you know, don't run the world and they can't have that, right? So, you know, if, if these things, <laughs> you talk about politics hindering advancement, that's it right there. That's yeah. it. Yes. It's exactly what's mentioned in this book. It's so specific that it mentioned about hydrogen engines, talking about uh, we need to commercialize that in a mass, on a mass scale. Um, and the technology was being suppressed by the government and also petrochemical companies because they wouldn't be able to make money and the government wouldn't be able to collect taxes anymore. Correct. So this is exactly what's uh, mentioned in this book, so specific and people can verify the information. And there's another part to this, um, to this story. Now, where in, the, now, now he, he says that he was, uh, he got, he got into the craft, right? And, uh, took a, a journey with them uh, into, you know, a, a seemingly the, you know, warp drive or, or, you know, use whatever 
uh, maybe you could actually describe that for us too, the technology that powers their craft, specifically if it's anti-gravity. I think you said it's anti-gravity, right? Yes, anti-gravity. Anti-gravity. So, but in order to traverse through space and time or, or space in the multiverse, um, you know, that's a feat that, you know, we see in science fiction still. Um, and he goes to this planet and it, it, it had a golden look, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes, now, uh, he calls it the golden planet. The, a, so it was a golden planet. Now, this was clearly in a different solar system. Um, in a different uh, uh, star system. Uh, did he give any indication at, at to which or to where? It is in our galaxy for sure, because there are three category nine planets in our galaxy. and uh, They're in charge of Earth and, and also other planets uh, to guide them. And um, they actually traveled at a speed faster than the speed of light, a few times faster. Which would um, slow time down though, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then what happened is that uh, they traveled a few times uh, faster than the speed of light into deep space. And then from that location in deep space, they used what they call uh, transubstantiation or teleportation to oh immediately change, I mean, to transfer themselves into another location in deep space. And then from that point in deep space, they traveled again a few times faster than the speed of light to their destination. They had to use the teleportation or transubstantiation in deep space. Is that uh, if they were to use that uh, elsewhere, uh, then the spacecraft would have been exploded. Oh my God! Why? Because uh, transubstantiation is such a powerful technology that yeah. it vibrates um, the matter into a very very high frequency that uh, it virtually disappears. And then they move that um, kind of uh, matter into another location in deep space. So, um, so because of the way they do that, um, and it uh, can only happen in deep space in a safe manner. Okay. So, because and we know this to be true in even in um, our own space program that even the tiniest of space debris can rip you to shreds if you're going fast enough um you know it's 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 incomprehensible um at what you know and that's and that's something that's you know not really thought about too often by the general public that you know traveling through space it's not just empty like we think it is um it's very full actually Exactly. So this book is so specific, so detailed. It talks about the antimatter guns that they carry in in their spacecraft. So you it, said guns? Yeah, guns. Yeah, antimatter guns. So it destroys. They destroy the space dusts and also ah, small okay. asteroids. So we would need something like that to. Um, and they, they, you know, NASA was already is already working on some something of a shield that would be able to. Uh, shield the craft as it moved through. Um, but I mean, I digress. Uh, you talk about that one civilization that had the ability to float their craft and move it with very little power. Um, we've heard that. I've heard that before. Now, it brings me to a point. Hey, do you, I'm sure you know the Bob Lazar story. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, what do you take of the, 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 what is your take on Bob Lazar and his story? Because, you know, he talks about, 
Element 115. Um, and, and if what the story that you know you're retelling is true, um, you know Bob's Bob's story kind of not not as vindicated, but uh, it, it definitely lends credence to the physics of it all. Yes, I believe in Bob Lazar's story. I believe everything he told was true and uh, authentic. It's just that uh, the U.S. government uh, has been working with the Greys, uh, getting their technology from the Greys. According to this book, The Oba Prophecy, and also what Michelle de Marquet received uh, telepathically uh, messages from the, from the Theobans, that uh, the Greys uh, also come from Category 1 planet. even what? though they have Yes. What? Even though they have advanced technologies for us, um, but they are having their own issues. They have uh, increasingly decreased immune system. So they did implant devices onto us, about 150 or so earthlings um, by the year 1995, in order to monitor us, how we respond to the same situation. Because since 1948, our immune system has also been decreasing. So they- I don't understand. I don't, I don't know if you know, but you're blowing my fucking mind right now. Mm-hmm. So keep going. I'm 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 enthralled. Because so, so, the Greys, the so not only are you you're, you're saying the Greys exist, but we are have some sort of working relationship with them. Exactly. Oh um, my god. And they really want to monitor us and to see how we respond to the same situation so that they can learn from us. So they're actually helping us and we are helping them as well. And the government is learning from a category one planet. Um, ETs, um, I, I would suggest the U.S. government to really learn from the best, learn from right. the inhabitants of uh, Category Nine planet. Yeah, I'd I, I'd rather being, you know, I I'd rather be taught by a college professor than another elementary school kid. Yes, exactly. right. Now, yes. as as cool as they might be, right, they do have technology that can get here and get, you know, you know that that's great, but. The, the category nine planet, I mean, that's those are the 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 people we should be the beings. I would say people actually, whatever. Those mm-hmm. those are the ones who should be teaching us, if anything. And I mean, is there any way to contact these beings? Well, they have been contacting us throughout history. For example, the book of Enoch actually records uh, how Enoch was taken by them. Michel de Marquet read the book of Enoch, and he so, found a lot. For for anyone who doesn't know, the Book of Enoch is, um, uh, uh, well, how would you describe the Book of Enoch uh, in in terms of um, how the 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 church looks at it? Well, uh, the Book of Enoch um, documents how Enoch was taken and what he saw and experienced uh, when he went away with uh, God or Jehovah's. Right. And when Michel de Marquet read the book of Enoch, he found a lot of resemblance of what he actually saw and experienced. And he believed that Enoch was taken by the same group of uh, ETs to their planet. Um, even though there are some other parts of the book of Enoch that he probably disagreed, uh, he, he believed that Enoch was uh, meant to write a book, um, instructed to write a book. Similarly, and- similarly, Again, can't speak. Similarly to himself, was wrote a book. Exactly, and I remember what happened to Enoch. He was taken away by the Jehovahs uh, or God. A few decades later, 
his great grandson Noah was told to build an ark. Right. So much. Well, yeah. So, I'm. I think you know what I think. A lot of people have a, a problem with these days is they have a problem with thinking that the Bible could at least be partially based in truth, right? Uh, because we've gone so far away from spirituality and be, you know belief in in God that it it is hindering our ability to to understand and to learn um and and to to see the similarities uh but because you know one or two similarities that can be called a coincidence but the amount of coincidences or similarities between stories of which people have had no connection that in itself is proof that something is going on or something, you know, someone's here or someone's there. Or someone's trying to, you know, give us a, a, a warning or a, a teaching, whatever. Um, and that we're not alone. That there is something else. And it's it's like we want to keep our heads buried in the sand. Right. And, and there are a lot of uh, uh, things written in the as documented in the Bible that are true. Uh, but a lot of them are actually distorted by the Catholic Church councils. Um, this book, The Yoba Prophecy, specifically named the four different uh, Catholic Church council meetings that intentionally distorted the original meanings of the ancient scriptures. Huh. There are so many dis like specific facts that people can look into. That's very interesting. And, because, and that's what I've always had a problem with, with the Bible, is it was written by man. Right. And I always I, you know, there's always exaggeration and there's always, you know, and that's OK that it, we get that. But it's also, you know, it also can be altered and, it, you know, changed and not for the right reasons. Um, so when you translated the book uh, into for, for China and uh, uh, Taiwan, you, I mean, you're still finding that some translations are off. Right. Exactly. Yes. It's uh, the most difficult book to translate. <laughs> right. Yes. So these things, I mean, it's not as easy as just copy and paste. And, and yeah. so, you know, that there's, there's a fundamental thing right there is yes. when, when one person tells, it's like a game, what, what do they call it? Phone, mm -hmm. the game phone. So mm -hmm. it's like that. The story always gets a little bit altered in the translation. Um, and it's not something that's on purpose sometimes, but it, it happens. And, and even in your case. Yes, exactly. I have personal experience and personal knowledge about it. Right. Like, hey, you, you didn't do this the exact right way. Right, it right. should be this. Yes. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just funny to me that, that um, you know, like mainstream archaeology, mainstream science, um, they, you know, they want, that, that you know that the scientific process is something that they boast about and um it, it seems like it's not being practiced here like in, in in these theories that like graham hancock presents or like this book presents right it, it, it's like they don't want to look at it because they don't it it, it reminds me of the church in galileo yeah. um they didn't want to look through the telescope mm -hmm. right they didn't want they didn't it, it, he was he had the, 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 the information, right? He had the truth. All you had to do was look. 
but they refused to look. They they didn't want to. Um, right. So, you know, it, it scares me. And it, it does. It scares me for the advancement of our, our civilization um, and, and, you know, what happens from here. So why, why you? Why? Because in the book, or, or not in the book, but you say that the book had information that was missing. Yes. Um, and he never got to write a follow-up, I believe, right? No, he didn't. Unfortunately, he passed away what year? Um, four years ago, uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah. So, um, so you kind of have the, the rest of the information, I assume? Yes, I have that information. And he told me not to reveal it to anyone because Tao instructed him not to reveal it to anyone else uh, uh, and except for me. But he didn't say that I couldn't write an article about it, revealing as many hints as possible or giving right. out as many hints as possible. And that's exactly what I did. I wrote an article and uh, talking about the second coming of Christ <laughs> and, and uh, giving as many clues as possible that people can get a general idea of um, what that information is. And I hope that people can really read it carefully and read it between lines, between the lines uh, and to, to really act on it and not yeah. to just read it. And you sent me that article, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, send it again and I'll put it in the description of this video so everyone can read it. Um, mm -hmm. But you're also planning on so you're right. You're gonna write a book, uh, a follow a follow up book. Um, and um, what is the process like that right now? What's the process or the the uh, timeline for that? Um, the structure is being completed, and I'm, I hope to finish it uh, sometime um, by January next year. Okay. And it talks about the secrets of life. Yeah, and we would love to have you back on, and we'd love to talk about that as well. Um, <laughs> I'm, and I'm not I'm not done uh, yet. Uh, but again, I, I do look, I really anticipate this. I want to talk about <laughs> the long lasting effects um, that it had on Michelle, uh, because this, this, uh, and if for anyone listening, watching, imagine one night you got on a ship and you left for nine days, saw the most amazing things anyone's ever seen in the in, in their lives uh from earth and you come back with all this information and you know you met beings from another planet and you saw their planet you traversed space and what you know did things that you only saw in science fiction and you come back and you're told to write you know write a book but no one fucking believes you because their preconceived notion is to think you're crazy imagine being that person, right? The, these long-lasting effects are happening. So can you talk about the long-lasting effects it had on Michel? Yes, uh, he tried to tell his story to his family members and also friends, people in the ufology community and people from the um, different uh, media and uh, a lot of people didn't believe him. Even the ufologists uh, at that time, didn't uh, believe uh, his story because uh, it was so bizarre to them. 
And so he had a lot of setbacks. He had a major depression, also partially because uh, he was shown like a paradise. And then he was told, you don't belong here. You have to go back and write a book. Imagine how a person would feel. if Right. If Going was... to the Garden of Eden and then being thrust back to Earth. Yes. That's exactly how he felt. Extremely depressed and wishing to go back to the planet Theoba and wishing actually to... Um, to go into the next uh, uh, lifetime and, and just to maybe finish his, his lifetime as soon as possible. But he knew that he couldn't do that because if he were to end his life before the before he actually ends uh, the time... Before the natural process. Yeah, before the natural process. And he would have to live again to finish the time that he uh, should have lived so you're um, speaking about reincarnation now. Yes, exactly. Oh so that's uh, what happened. Then he knew he couldn't end his life prematurely. So, so had, yeah. Pa to pause you, because reincarnation is something that I firmly believe is a reality. Um, so yours, because you, this would absolutely confirm, not confirm, of course it's not confirmed, but this is uh, my opinion or my my gut feeling is that we as energy and matter you know it, you know how it can't be created nor destroyed and de, you know deja vu and all these things um is because or or are because we have to live a certain amount of lives to learn uh, to, uh, uh, to to i don't i don't know what the 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 moral lesson is that we have to learn as uh being given life on earth or being a human i don't know what the what what the final goal is or threshold you have to reach to pass on is but i think you're reincarnated and that's why a, a turtle knows to go to the water even though they've never ever 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 had to do it before they're just born right but they instinctually know exactly where to go like there's these things about us that we can we can see our instincts deja vu um i i really do think uh reincarnation is is uh a reality uh, so you're saying that 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 is somewhat the case with what he is saying here that you have to live a certain amount of lives or you have to learn something to pass on to your next being yes to elevate into a hierarchy sorry yeah sorry if i just went on like a weird uncontrollable tangent but like you just it's ab you you hit a button of mine yes and he was actually shown his past 80 lifetimes oh my God. in astral form and he was told the meaning of life uh, life is like a wheel what comes up what what uh, goes down what comes up has to come down has to go down has to go down yes so that's the meaning of life and each one of us um has to learn from different lifetimes to accumulate spiritual lessons, and um, for to satisfy the spiritual needs of the creator through a physical experience. So this is actually the gist of life that we experience and we learn. We constantly learn um, when one is reborn, uh, when one when one is reincarnated, uh, one loses the knowledge that he accumulates accumulated in his past lifetimes because he had to go through what they call the river of oblivion so this but, is we don't remember the past lives 
but there are some cases, you know, glitches, let's say, uh, because there are, you know, we talked about this on a show the other night where there, there are these people that, you know, can, can the, like the, the little boy or, or it was a little boy or a little girl who knew so many details about the past life that were all, they all ended up being true. And, and, you know, it's like, it was like, she knew exactly who she was, how she died or how it, because it was a male, the previous one, uh, it was just amazing. It's like there are these cases where people uh, remember their past lives, and and it, maybe it's just a glitch, you know, yes. uh, that happens. Yes, there are glitches in which uh, memories were not erased. Right. And it talks this about uh, the glitch process, yeah. as well. <laughs> and that's and that's that's funny, you know, because it's like, you know, not everything's perfect, right? We no, sometimes not everything goes as smoothly as we want it to um life is so precious though um yes. and and i think you know people forget that even if there are category nine planets we're lucky that you know we're even a category one uh we're, we're lucky that we're here and we we get to experience this beautiful you know what i would consider a paradise yes and yeah there might be other paradises out there but this is ours. This is yes. what we, this is us. You know, yes. it's not, it's not, we're not Chinese or we're not American. We're not African. We're earth. Yes. We are earth. And, and, and we need to start acting like that um, because, you know, this division is what is going to set us back. Yes. And the harsher the environment, the more we learn. Um, the more challenged, uh, I mean, the more difficult problem you have, the more you learn. So this is um, what we are right now. A very harsh environment, but we learn more in this environment. Yeah, I suppose that is true. I suppose that is true. Now, mm. can you talk about, um, you know, current UFO sightings and um, any of these? So are any of these crafts that are visiting? Because clearly there's crafts that are visiting. Could any of these be them? checking in on us uh yes uh, there have been other races of ets uh, that have been visiting us sometimes they appear such as the greys and sometimes they don't appear such as the theobans because they when when we visit us when they visit us they uh, go through what they call um they they hide themselves uh, in a parallel universe so they Kinda don't like... want to appear publicly yet cloaking almost to to a degree to a degree yes they use uh, the parallel universe as a place to cloak themselves wow that's that's amazing yes so and and, and you see so the grays exist so so basically you know the grays exist are there any other um of these you know because we've hear we hear about what uh the you know the reptilians and uh the the nordics the greys, um, the the Pleiadians, we hear about all these. Is there some some you know some form of galactic federation where they're uh, all intermingling? I would say so. Yeah, I would uh, believe so. Uh, even though it's not mentioned in the book, um, I do say that there are different uh, ET races uh, in our galaxy alone. Because right, you said you said there are what three category nines in our yes. galaxy so yeah. like do they know each other yeah of course they know each other right uh, michelle de marquette was actually shown uh, different uh, et races 
um, in a golden doko, a doko is a golden structure where they display certain things and where they live. He saw 147 different corpses of people um, from other planets that uh, were floating uh, in the golden doko. And the, he was told that uh, those people were just like uh, Jesus Christ, um, which made significant contributions to the development of mankind on different planets. So, um, so I would say there are different uh, races of ETs in our galaxy, and um, but there's one other side of the story. Some people suggest that there are evil ETs. Um, yes, I was getting there, there. That's funny. Yes. Um, but according to this book, uh, The Theobat Prophecy, and also Michelle de Marquet, what happened uh, when the NASA landed on the moon and never went back there uh, for 50 years uh, until present days was because they were warned off from the moon, because we were not ready to explore the universe. We are still uh, very belligerent. We are still fighting against ourselves. We are not, uh, you know, very... Um, spiritual level that's mature enough to live peacefully and harmoniously with other ET races in the universe. So we were warned out from the moon. So they would prevent us from landing on the moon again. They would prevent us from exploring the universe because we are not ready. If they prevent us, they weren't us. Uh, oh, they weren't, <laughs> if they weren't us, and they would also warn other uh, malicious or evil-minded ETs from coming to Earth. They would prevent those uh, devilish or evil-minded ETs from visiting us or harm us. So this is what I think, is that uh, the ETs that visit us are all filtered by the Galactic Federation to be ETs that are friendly to us, that, can, uh, that are compassionate, that can really live harmoniously with us and not have uh, any evil right. intentions to invade us. Right, because clearly, like, you know, clearly, if this has been going on for thousands and thousands, you know, millions, billions of years, or whatever, you know, whatever the number is, they have never invaded or taken us over or made us slaves, you know, to, to our knowledge, at least, I, I suppose. Um, the, even you know current um uh if we want to just start all right let's let, let's start at roswell then right um if that's where everyone wants to you know pretend that this started let's start there how long have they been coming here now and they still haven't you know invaded us and made us their their slaves or or drained our resources no so if they wanted to hurt us we would be hurt and that's my opinion. And, and I don't think they would traverse the galaxy to come here to hurt us. And this book uh, mentions that uh, it's the small group of financiers on Earth that uh, is enslaving us and, and trying to control everything through politicians that come and go every four, eight years. So they are pulling the strings and uh, running everything behind the scenes. It's us, the people on Earth, the small group of special interest groups, the, the people that are enslaving us, um, so to speak. So, so do you believe in a hybridization program, where the where where the Greys may be trying to, because the Greys are often associated with abduction, you know. I mean, it, if there 
if there is a hybridization program, I think it is a government that's doing that. It's not the ETs. Because what they, the fuck? Yes. Oh my god. Now, why would you? Why now? I would like you to elaborate on that because you. So, in your opinion, and again, I, I reinstate this. You would say that our, you know, our our humans are the responsible for hybridization. Yes. Wow. That is um. Because that, that is something I've I, I've that's I no one's ever proposed that I don't I don't think at least to me, um or to my knowledge and that is a wild thought that it's actually not them it's us. Right, because uh, Michelle de Marquet received a telepathic message regarding the grace, and he was told that the uh, Theobans have been closely monitoring the activities of the grace. And that implies that they would be preventing the grids from uh, doing things out of line. and uh, But they also respect the free will of the inhabitants of the people on Earth. So they respect the free will of the people running the government, even Hitler. They didn't right, right, Hitler right. out, even though Hitler killed a lot of people. But so it also they, taught us a, a real big message. I mean, it taught yes. us a lesson. Right. And, and, and I mean, it, it's hard to think about. It really is, Sam. If I, you know, it's it's a hard lesson to learn, but it's one that we might have had to learn. And yes, it was a travesty, and it's it's a tragedy. It's a disgusting part of our history, but look, it taught us that it's disgusting, right? And and it right. and it it's vile. And, and so, no one wants to be like that anymore. So what uh, they did was that they assist us, assisted us uh, during World War II indirectly by preventing Germany from the country being the country developing the atomic bomb, uh, right. preventing Germany from being the first country developing the atomic bomb. Because they seemingly, seemingly, they're the the the, I mean, they were the, the Nazis. You know, as as. I'd say outmatched as they ended up being their like science division was far ahead of what we thought we even thought. Um, yes. and still to, to this day, I mean, uh, die Glock, uh, or, or, you know, that, that whole thing. I, I mean, there's some, it just makes me, it makes me wonder how far that they did get. Yeah. They were actually developing a diaponic, atomic bomb uh, at a much faster pace than the U.S. at that time. But then this group of ETs, the Theobans, intervened, uh, preventing Germany um, from doing so in a very, very unique way. There was a German scientist called Heisenberg, and yes. he, for some reason, made a very stupid mistake, believing that it would require a lot of uh, raw materials, such as uh, uranium, to to make the atomic bomb. So he wrote the report, and then the report was given to Hitler, and Hitler, seeing that it, took, it would take so many, many efforts and materials to develop the bomb, and he gave up the plan. Um, so that's what happened. And so that's why um, the US government, uh, who that the ETs were seen as the more sincere in helping mankind at that time, um, was able to develop the bomb at a much faster pace than Germany and then ended the war uh, and, at a much earlier date. And I mean, you know, a German scientist 
and many German scientists, uh, or, or I mean, Einstein, you know, came from Germany because he he hated the idea, uh, the, you know, the idealism or uh, what Hitler stood for, um, and was of you know didn't create the bomb, but it helped. Uh, uh, and and then you know Oppenheimer goes on to create it, uh, and and you know then we know you know the, the rest of the history, um, and and whether that whether that was a good or bad thing, I don't know, I I truly can't. I, I it stopped the the war, but it didn't immediately stop it. Uh, people forget that it didn't stop right after that. No, it took some time, but it was ultimately a power that was unleashed for the first time to the world and it scared everybody every cuz we it was on a scale unhithered uh, uh, it, it, I, it still blows my mind at what it what it does and what it can do um mm. and it scares it scares me that uh, countries have weapons like this yes and and Adam, as mentioned in this book, is discovered and rediscovered by all the civilizations on different planets. So it's important to know how to use it wisely and correctly and not to really distract ourselves. Right, because nuclear, nuclear technology is very, very vital and it's, and it's important and, and, it, and honestly, it's good. It can be used for good. The unfortunate part is it also can do the other thing. So it's about in intention. Everything comes down to intention, right? Do you have the intention for advancement civil for the entirety of civilization or do you have intention for the other thing? And unfortunately, it's we're always kind of leaning it, it's it seems that the the US military is at the top, right? And and then and then the government and then us, uh, unfortunately. And the military really does run the world. Yes, the military. And specifically the U.S. military. Yes. And unfortunately, they look at everything. And, they, and honestly, that's the deal that the citizens make with government and military is, you know, we'll pay our taxes, we'll do this, you know, but you keep us safe. So the military, honestly... Their job is is to think of everything that could be a threat uh, as a threat, but that unf that leads us in a, in a in a bad spot as well. You know, we haven't had any encounters yet where, or at least that we know of, where the military engaged a UAP uh, or a UAP engaged, um, you know, attacked our our military. But we do know that they are in fact interested, or at least trying to send us a message about nuclear bombs the you know whether it's robert salas mario woods um you know i i, I literally am just talking to a nurse uh about what happened at maelstrom i mean they're interested there's a instance that rush in russia where they turned the nuclear weapons on and then off they're sending a message that they could take control of these at any time but ultimately it's your choice right it's your choice Exactly. It's our choice. So I just know we're here. We could do we 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 are superior, but 
ultimately, you know, if you want to launch these things, we'll let you. And, uh, you know, we cannot rely on the implication because a lot of ufologists think that, oh, don't worry, if a nuclear war started, they would stop it. No, no, no. We, we need to stop that notion because, again, we do have free will. And I hate to, you know, quote science fiction TV, but the prime directive, if you will, to not intervene is a very, I, I would think, a very prominent rule. Yes, exactly. If there's a galactic federation, that is. I, I think a prominent rule would be to not interfere unless you know uh, unless I, I don't know how it would work man i i'm, I'm just a, i'm just a podcaster but you know what i mean um yeah. so i mean they they wouldn't intervene unless they they have to um sometimes uh, throughout history they intervened a few times in the past for example they sent jesus and christ to us so what do you mean helped. by that well is um you know so they sent jesus to us they sent Jesus and Christ in different ways. So there are two different beings, one Jesus and one Christ. So the, the what's really shocking me about this book in the very beginning was that uh, written in 1993, uh, actually in 1989 and published in 1993, there was no internet back then, and uh, yep. he never traveled to Japan. It mentioned specifically about the, the tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo village, Japan that people can still visit right. and to explore further. That really shocked me because uh, in my mind, Jesus um, died on the cross and resurrected three days after. Why would there be like a tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo village, Japan? Right. And next to the tomb, there's a tomb of his brother, like the younger, uh, younger brother of uh, Jesus. So this book explains a story and, and reveals the mystery why there's no record in the Bible of Jesus performing any miracles before the age of 28. So if you look at the Bible, if you read the Bible, Jesus just suddenly was able to perform all the miracles after he began preaching, after the age huh. of 28 or 30. Um, so what happened was that um, people were expecting someone extraordinary to be born, a Messiah, uh, so to speak. So the Theobans, this group of friendly and compassionate ETs, um, implanted the embryo into the uterus of Virgin Mary. Okay. So the young Jesus was born that way. Because was, when a person is born that way, he would have to lose all the knowledge he accumulated in his past lives. Knowledge, right, that would be a requirement. Yes. Yeah, knowledge uh, to perform the miracles. So that Jesus wasn't able to perform any miracles, even though he was highly intelligent, highly spiritual. He went to India. So that's why some people say that Jesus went to India and then he traveled to China and then died in Japan. So that's why there's a tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo village, Japan. But Christ, on the other hand, was someone who was sent by the Theobans who took on the body of Jesus made by the great, the seven masters of the planet Theoba that resembled the appearance of Jesus that died in Japan. Um, so he took on the body of Jesus made by the Theobans and then began preaching. And because he was he was um, like, uh, he appeared this way, he remembered 
all the knowledge to perform miracles. So that's why when the New Testaments of the Bible describe how Jesus was able to uh, perform all the miracles, it's actually the second Jesus, the second Christ, the Christ that did it. So that's why in the New Testament, when, when Christ saw his mother, he didn't call his mother mother, he called her woman. As a leader myself, I mean, wow. mother and son have a very special relationship. Yeah, you would never call your mother woman or right. something. That explains the inconsistencies in the in the stories in the Bible, and, and and Christ actually died on the cross, died on the cross, and resurrected three days after, just to show people that there is life after death and there is reincarnation. But somehow, somehow the concept of reincarnation was removed by the Catholic Church councils. Because they need to keep the fear of death in hell. Right. Right, they need to, because in, in order to keep, I mean, think about it. In, in my, from my perspective, religion was concocted in, in, all, for, because for, I, I, I hate to shit on religion. I, I do. Because I, I think spirituality is super important. But man has corrupted it in order to keep the masses, because we, you know, we have all these distractions nowadays, TV and you know all that. But back then they didn't, right? So it was a lot of, there, you know, to to keep to keep the masses in line and 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 you know to live life live lives that were, you know, uh, you, you know ba ba the basic rules, right? Don't kill people. Uh, you know, don't steal. All these things are things that people needed to know. But, you know, back then there wasn't computers and stuff like that. So the Bible and, and religion was a way to spread that message and to civilize people, and in my perspective. And so, I mean, the fear of going to hell, you know, kind of helped people realize like, hey, you know, being bad person is 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 not a good thing, right? Right. Spirituality is what's really important, not religion. Religion is organized by people. Right. Organized religion is, that, and again, I bring this whole thing back to the Bible, written by a man, right? So any, man -made, anything man-made can be corrupted. Right. So when you have um, challenges in life, uh, you look inside of yourself for answers, not look for answers from religious leaders or the government or the media. Right. Because the kingdom of God is within you. Look inside for answers. So that's a great message, by the way. Look inside for answers and not, you know, to some, to something else. Because, again, you said that we're all created with a, a piece of God in us, right? Yes. Now... We all have a spark of uh, the divinity. Yes. Now... Our, um did he can did the 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 planet that he was brought to did he describe what the buildings and what the general like what the what 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 it looked like you know um you know it, did it have roads buildings uh cars you know things like that did did he did he did he talk about any of the details of the of the everyday life on the planet Yes, he did. Uh, he described the planet as extremely beautiful and colorful. Colorful. And the uh, colors are so bright that he had to wear 
like a sunglass, like a facial mask to filter out the sunlight、really? and the colors. Really?、Uh, well, I, I, I assume a, a different. If, if you, I feel like the sun is has a big deal to play with. So if you're on a planet with a different sun than your home sun, you know, different. It's going to be hard for you, or you're going to have to adapt, and and you might need special gear like you're talking about. Yes, that's what he wear、um, on that planet, because he wouldn't、uh, be able to survive、um, um, with the strong colors uh, uh, emitted on the planet.、Uh, mm-hmm. So he had to really gradually reduce the, like I, I mean, as he adapted, he reduced the filtration, like from seventy percent filtered sunlight and colors to about fifty percent or so.、Um, so gradually, he adapted a little bit and. And also, he described that、uh, there was no cars. There were no cars on the planet because they didn't need to. They had a small device that could help them to levitate and move to move around at three hundred、uh, kilometers an hour. I want one of those. Yes, anti gravity. So they、yeah. were they were so they were using、uh, you know anti gravity to get around. You you needed no car.、Um, did he describe the 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 weather?、Um, You know the 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 structures. Yes, the weather is、uh, very similar to the weather on Earth.、Uh, sometimes shiny, sometimes it rains,、uh, and the、uh, the building structures are kind of like a half egg-shaped building structures. When people are outside, they cannot see what's inside, but when people are inside, they can see outside. So it's like semi. It's like a two-way mirror kind yeah, of deal.、Yeah. yeah. Okay, and and. The the people there,、um, did they? I mean, I I don't know. Maybe this is digging too deep. The people there did did they work? You know, is that a concept that you know civilization obviously needs to be organized in a way where it works to, you know, the ultimate goal would be like a singularity, right?、Yeah. All working towards the same goal. But、um, did he did he mention any of that? Right,、uh, he saw a lot of people on the planet、uh, meditating and also to enjoy life. And some he saw a lot of、uh, astronauts like uh, uh, running the spacecrafts、uh, in their like、uh, space centers. And、wow. it seems to him that、uh, most of the people were actually kind of、uh, playing a role of mentors to other people to people on other planets. Um, so that's their role. Their purpose、uh, is to guide people on lower categories of planets. So that's kind of their job, if you will, right? And no one gets paid money to do it. They just do it because they're already prosperous, and you know you can have what you want. Yeah, there's no money on the planet. Right. It, it, it would not be needed. It's it's almost like a barter system,、um, but at, to the ultimate degree, right? You know,、yeah. it's we all work together. And if, you know, if you want nice things, you, you know, you you do a job of of your own,、uh, whatever that may be. Like that's just you, you know, you your life is your job, and that that that'd be a really cool、uh, concept to explore,、um, uh, you know, further. But、um, I digress again.、Um, I would like to talk about,、uh, you know, to to in in closing,、uh, I would like to talk about the beings、um, and. and So can you can you describe these beings、um, and and what they looked like? So they're extremely beautiful. They're always、uh, looking like they're in their thirties, 
so they don't age at all. They're forever young and beautiful looking, very sexy, um, eight or nine foot tall, blonde uh, hermaphrodites. They're hermaphrodites. So they do have no sexual, wait. They they have uh, both male and female sexual organs. I was going to say, I, 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 did, I did the yeah. opposite. So right. they, okay. So they have very beautiful breasts. They also have uh, male genitals. And they can perform that, all the miracles performed by Jesus. That is remarkable. Yes. They can communicate uh, through telepathy. They can levitate. They can materialize or manifest objects. They can do a lot of uh, wonderful things, uh, such as uh, influencing people's mind and actions, and also to really transfer knowledge from one person to another using a form And they of all appear as women to us. Yes, they appear as because women. Because of the breasts and, you know, yes. the, but the they do hair. have male, they have the male genitalia as well. Yes. So that's, that, right. that's how they reproduce. That's right. They can reproduce at will. Um, so they can control their population effectively. Right. Yes. Exactly. So, wow, that that's, a, that's remarkable. That's, and you know what? And again, I think you said it in a previous interview that he had said that, you know, he lacked the imagination for all this detail. Right. Exactly. Like he could not come up with this story, even if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause this right. is, I mean, you do know how this sounds, right? Exactly. As a landscaper in Australia, before the internet uh, came about, he wrote so many details verifiable details that I can be verified, I can be looked at and looked up and uh, explore further. I mean, I wouldn't believe that he had the imagination to write a, a fictional story like this. And why was he, did, did they say why he was chosen to do this? Yes. Um, because that's got to be a bit, I mean, and, and, and actually, before you say, before you answer that, does he have any kin? He has uh, two children and uh, yeah, he has two children. Okay, okay. All right. yeah. So so why was he chosen? Because uh, for three reasons, I think. One reason was given in the book because he was uh, um, one of the few so-called uh, on earth. A so-called is a one who has lived 80 past lives. Um, How many? 80, 80. Eight, eight zero? Yes. So he had 80 past lives. Only a person like him can survive for nine days on their planet. I guess it's because of the vibration systems or something like that. Um, otherwise, uh, like someone like me or other people, they or wouldn't me. survive. So, because right. again, I think we, you know, this brings up a good, good point is we all vibrate at a certain frequency and everything vibrates on a certain frequency and if you if if that's disrupted there's just the consequences are are uh um not good <laughs> right, so, right yeah uh so i mean the detail on that for, for as a landscaper to know that detail that's un, uncanny right uncanny right. so um so again continue so why so why again was he chosen other than that the second reason was that he was a man of action. So as indicated in the book, and he took immediate actions when he was instructed. So they knew that uh, he was able to follow the instructions to the letter. 
which he did by writing this book. And the third reason is that he didn't have any preconceived notions or presuppositions of uh, what the EPs are to be like, what uh, the agenda was. He didn't have any agendas. So he's just like a blank piece of paper to write on. So he would be able to report truthfully and honestly everything he experienced. Wow, I wish I was selected. I really yeah. do. Now, do you do you ever do you ever wonder if they? Um, how old are you? I'm uh, forty five. Do you ever wonder if they would come find you one day? Well, well, he he says that uh, just he asked me not to be surprised if they contact me. Uh, so far, I haven't been contacted. Um, I really want to live fully on my own because that way I can learn more. If a parent is to give the solutions to a problem, then the child wouldn't be able to learn as much. So I want to really take advantage of my lifetime to learn as much as possible. Because you are under the... Now, you know, this This isn't just a story for you. Right. This, is, this is it. And, yeah. and this, honestly... I think everyone should read this book. I, and I, I'm immediately going to because, you know, just from what I've researched and, and the blurbs and, and, you know, all of it, um, it's, it's just so detailed. Uh, it's so, it's remarkably, remarkably detailed and told. And I'm surprised that this story has not been told yet uh, in, in a big, 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 big way. Not, not, it was told. Because, I mean, you, it was a bestseller in China and Taiwan, but not in the United States. Not in the U.S. yet. So it, happen. it hasn't happened yet. So why? Um, you know, I, I, I want to make a movie on this thing because, I mean, this is this is uh, this is a story. It checks all the boxes, every single yes, box. All, exactly. It's like a ufologist dream case. Unfortunately, yes. he's passed away. Yeah, you know, let's make it happen. I mean, I, 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 this is actually my dream. I think uh, this is going to benefit mankind. Uh, reading this book is the best investment I ever made in my entire lifetime. There's uh, a lot of information that's going to benefit uh, the reader, the reader's friends and family members. And I think uh, it needs to be told to more people. On a large scale, like on a, yes. on the, on, on a big scale. And, and if you could summarize... Um, because I I like to I like to ask this question, or or not ask this question, but pose the idea. If you could summarize the the story down to a moral, what would the moral of the story be? It would be to be vigilant and to look at what's happening around you, and to really see what is going on in the world and to look for answers inside of yourself and to meditate, to pray, or just to have a good night of sleep, to communicate with yourself, your higher self, and solutions will, give, will be given to you. So, and do you have any advice for people that may have may be contacted and and because you talk about the second coming um you know the second coming of christ and and i don't want to get into that uh, yet because i'd like to have more conversations with you but do you have any advice for people who 
are contactees of any extraterrestrial civilization and should should they be scared of the the, the this contact um if there are real ets authentic ets they shouldn't be scared because they're all compassionate and friendly ets however i know that some people say that the u.s government has a secret yes. program that imitates or projects certain scary uh, holographic experiences onto people who would believe that they were having a scary abduction experiences and i think people need to know about this yeah that's unfortunately a, a theory that i think is uh you know it's 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 scary it's, it's a scary thought again like that you know the real danger is certain people right yes. it's not it's not what well, it's not the ets it's not you know the technology it's the people these certain people so it, it, you know and these are our elected officials uh and do you think that there's some sort of shadow government yes i believe so because you've talked I, about I, the illuminati you know i translated another book uh 334 lies uh, from german to english that's supposedly to be the autobiography of the highest chair the highest uh, degree chair of the organization secret society that was founded in germany and that book was really revealing in terms of the initiation process of the members of the illuminati and also the rituals that they do the reasons behind them doing the rituals and how they influence the world government leaders and i think uh, if you really want to know the secrets of the secret societies you would only need to read two books. One is the Theobat Prophecy, and the other is this one, 334 Lies. And I think uh, once you know this, you wouldn't need to join the secret societies to gain the knowledge, the supernatural abilities. You would know the secrets of uh, how to realize yourself um, having this kind of extraordinary ability with practice you're able to achieve what they achieved. And because uh, we are all part of uh, God, and with practice, we can attain this uh, supposedly the supernatural abilities on our own. So what you're saying is that the, the there is a entity that has suppressed information that could benefit humanity, such as, you know, being able to uh, use meditation to uh, achieve a higher set of consciousness. Yes, you know, uh, self-realization it, and yeah, right. enlightenment. That's, that's why there are some people that um, have the you know seemingly uh, incredible abilities, but um, you know because they they dedicate their life uh, to to practicing you know meditation and 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 working on themselves. You know, we talk about monks and and these very spiritual people. Um, you know why. Why, why, why can't they? You know, why are they not achieving this this ability? If they're, you know, if, if all these monks and and religious leaders are, you know, uh, fully fully devoted to their craft, um, uh, are they just? Do they not have the right information? They don't have the knowledge. Uh, the knowledge is uh... key. It's the key. I mean, it's revealed in these two books. And I think uh, 
if they really work on it, if the monks uh, really work it in a secluded area, then they're able to achieve this uh, sooner or later. The monks that appear in media uh, or receiving a lot of interviews, they're more bombarded by the mundane affairs. So they won't be able to concentrate and to really quiet their mind down. Uh, one needs uh, to do that to be able to do so. Makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Because I was, you know, of course, there's always going to be this question because there are people that are dedicated, right? They're absolutely dedicated to religious or, or spirituality and they're, they're not moving things with their minds. Like they're, it's, yeah. you know, because we, we know about it, trust me. Um, but there are other people who have certain, you know, like abilities and they're more conscious based abilities, uh, like, you know, precognition and, and, um, uh, uh, you know, being able to pick up on, on, on certain things. Uh, so, you know, are we evolving? Uh, um, because in my opinion, I don't think we'll evolve much more physically. Um, it's because evolution, right. Is it, it, we're faced with the problem and we evolve to against that problem and to overcome that problem. So not, not much, uh, physical threat anymore, you know? And I think the next thing to really evolve is our mind and our consciousness. So, um, that is going to be very interesting, uh, to see where th this goes. Yes. And, and, and how would, how do we get the masses to be more spiritual? Um, I'm doing as much as I can to... Yeah, I mean, one person cannot do this. Right. I think uh, since we are visual animals, I think uh, making a, a visual presentation will be uh, uh, the start. It could be a start, yes. Yeah, yeah. no, you're absolutely correct. Um, so uh, to wrap up um, um, this this initial uh, talk, because again, I'd love to continue... Um, after I read the read the book, I think we'll have a much better conversation. Um, mm -hmm. Just simply because, uh, you know, I, I've been working on this other uh, uh, film of mine, and you know, I wanted to do this interview with you because I have researched enough to to you know, a, a lot of this stuff that you you know you're talking about. Um, I am fluent in 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 the sense of it's it's not things that we haven't heard before, but the way that it's told. Uh, is very very unique, and it's such a unique case because of the implication. It, the implication of this story um, is is, I mean, is altering to know that there's a a a, a what we could consider a protector, um, you know, a, a a a teacher out there who is uh, you know got our our best intentions in mind. Yes, they've been watching us and guarding us. Right, and but do you do you think there could ever become a day where they introduce themselves properly? Yes. And do you think that that it's coming soon? <laughs> Depends on whether people are vaccinated or not. Ah, so it comes <laughs> down to the pandemic. Well, it depends on how how many years people can live. Ah, I see. I I I did not get the vaccine. Then you are going to see that day. I yeah, I chose not to get that vaccine because you're going to see that day happen. Yeah. Well, they, oh, that's very good to know because I uh, um, I I I couldn't do it. I I 
Mm-hmm. My mother was, you know, I, the stories, you know, I don't know how it ties in, but it's kind of weird, actually, uh, to be honest. You know, my mom was dying of breast cancer, mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. the the nurses told us if she was to stay in a hospice, we had to get vaccinated in order to go in uh, mm-hmm. to see her. And being the stubborn mom she was, she was, she told them to fuck off that she was going to go home and die there. So, you know, we ultimately made the decision to bring her home. And, you know, my sister, unfortunately, got vaccinated for her job. I think my brother did as well. Uh, and then one of my brothers, the youngest one, did not. And I did not. Um, and we were still able to see her. And I closed my mother's eyes. You know, I was there. Um, but I chose not to get that vaccination because it didn't feel right. Something, something was off. Right. Right. And, and now, and now every day, I swear to God, every day on the radio, I hear, go get your booster. Go, how many boosters are going to, how, what do we need? Nine goddamn boosters. You need four, you need 17 vaccinations, four boosters, and then, and then three backup boosters just to be safe from all these variants. What's mm-hmm. going on? Not to get political with this COVID thing, but what the fuck's going on? Right, right. Now, I, I, I know we've said we were about to end, but I did notice that in your email, you t- at the end of it, there was like articles that helped me and it talked about COVID-19. And I was, I was like, what's the connection between that? I'm just trying to help as many people as possible because um, as a Chinese translator and certified court interpreter, I'm privy, um, I have access to certain information that others might not necessarily have from Chinese whistleblowers. Okay. The virus came from China, and uh, as a Chinese translator, I believe that I need to help as many people as possible. Well, then, Samuel, I promise you this. If you are telling the truth, and again, Unfortunately, we live in a day where, again, there's going to be that natural skepticism in people. Mm-hmm. So, I, fortunately, I believe you. I, I, I really do. I believe you, and I, I, I am on my way to believing uh, uh, Michelle because you know I, I want to read the book and, and obviously do all do all of that first before I make that you know call, but. I find you to be very credible um, and, you know, what you're telling us is, is so, I I mean, I hate to say this, but this COVID thing, uh, it seemed like a way to kind of gain control of the masses again, uh, to reel everyone in, right? Uh, Everyone was able to you know, it, it just, I, I, hate the, I hate talking about it because they told us you are not essential, right? So some people, uh, if they owned a, say they owned a, um, a business that was considered non-essential, you were told you could not go to work. You could not open your business. Well, that is, it's essential to you. It's essential to your finance. Your life livelihood depends on that business. Who's to say that's what essential is? Mm-hmm. But they, the, the politicians, they kept getting paid. The, the, they were essential, right? And of course, you know, doctors, that's all un- completely understandable. 
first, you know, first aid and, and first responders, all those people, heroes, love them all. You know, I'm so grateful for all of those kind of, you know, those people. But others that were told that, that, that their businesses weren't essential um, and, and that their livelihood really didn't matter. Um, and, and this, you know, you had to get this vaccine to be safe. And it just, it all seemed so fucking weird. So, I mean, can you elaborate uh, what was, you know, you don't have to tell us anything secret or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not looking for any gotcha moments, but was this a, was, was this purposeful in a way? It was purposeful. My Um, fucking God. Unfortunately, the virus came from China and uh, from the military section of the Wuhan Institute of Biology that uh, had technology from the U.S., um, years ago right funded by fauci yeah and we know this to be a, you know and it, you couldn't even mention lab leak um at one point or you'd be banned from twitter from youtube everywhere and that yeah. was all because donald trump said it right because mm-hmm. anything trump said it couldn't possibly be true so mm-hmm. once trump said uh the, you know it was a lab leak it was taboo you could not even this video will get once we put it up on on youtube they automatically if you talk about covid they automatically put a banner on it for the cdc and unfortunately to me that is a a very uh, it's a form of a a, a, um i don't know censorship in a way yeah censorship and abuse of power of a platform because yes the internet is the internet and you know, you these companies. Yeah, YouTube owns YouTube, right? So they can do what they want because you're using their platform. It's a private-owned business, right? They they can they they can put that label there, but unfortunately, the internet in this pandemic we learned is so essential and vital. Look, we're doing this inter- interview virtually because we can't be in person. You know, it's it, we rely on the on the on the internet and and. uh um, now we know that. Now we know that, you know, unfortunately, something like this can happen again and we'd be stuck at home and, you know, we'd be doing meetings virtually again and all this stuff. Uh, so was this a, a, a grab of power for the for the governments? Yeah, it was being used as a way to grab power from the people, take power away from the people. And uh the different uh, variants of viruses are not necessarily naturally mutated viruses. I mean, you probably need to take uh, this off from YouTube because you're going to get a strike. But what I'm saying is that um, the different variants we see in the U.S. Um, have been intentionally released or deployed by the Chinese Communist Party. And there's a distinction between Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese people. There are only 90 million Chinese Communist Party members, CCP members, and the majority of the Chinese people uh, are very ignorant about what the Chinese government has been doing to the people in the world. So it's really the uh, evil Chinese Communist Party members or the party leaders that uh, are trying to cause uh, this unfortunate uh, turmoil in the U.S. and around the world. Um, what do you and, think about that spy balloon that they just popped, uh, shot down? So they're trying to mess uh, with the U.S. Uh, government politics. It only takes about, according to the Chinese whistleblower, Miles Guo, 
it only takes about two thousand U.S. dollars to make a balloon like that, two or three thousand U.S. dollars. But if you are to use a missile or something like another weapon to take it down, it's going to cost the U.S. government or the military about the tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars just to take that one two thousand dollar balloon down. Down. So they're right. trying to use this uneven war, like a, a strategy to. So it's like a psychological kind of way. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Chinese. It's military. like we're just gonna we're gonna fuck with you. We're gonna make you spend a bunch of money, yeah. and you know, just kind of laugh at you about it. Yes, it's exactly what they're doing. And and China, um, the the whole deal with Taiwan, right now, of course, back in the nineties, we had this big scare where China, you know, it, it seemed like China wanted to invade uh, uh, Taiwan to take it back, but. The, the United States sent in, uh, ironically, um, sent in the USS Nimitz battle uh, strike group. And they are the top. So they're, if, if war is happening, they're the first ones there for the United States. That battle group is the first one there. So they sent the USS Nimitz battle group down that, uh, the, the, the strait. What is it? The, What's this? It's the strait that separates China and Taiwan. The Taiwan Strait. Yeah. So they sent them there, and it was a show of power from the U.S. government. Like, hey, we're we're watching, and then things cooled down, and you know. But then, just most just recently, China did some missile tests, and right over Taiwan, right. You know, and I think I believe a U.S. politician was um, in Taiwan at the time. Uh, so the, again, they showed uh, um, um, this thing. But we can't, we can't just send the Nimitz in anymore, because China is doing very, very, very well done reverse engineering, and um, they they're ahead of the curve. Yeah, and speaking of uh, the book uh, Theoba Prophecy, before Michelle Demer. K passed away. He insisted to have the book published in mainland China, just to wake the people up. He didn't mind if chapters were taken off or sentences were censored off uh, by the Chinese government. He didn't mind that. Oh, no, as long did as that happen? It, it happened. Um, oh God! Like uh, a few sentences were taken off, but those are kind of um, not necessarily important sentences. Okay. Yeah. So. But uh, well, that's good then. Yeah, some people are waking up right now. Right, and and, and uh, what do you take of the um, recent, you know, military sightings like the the go fast and the the gimbal and um, these these videos? Oh. You were muted while that was playing, but um, you know, what do you take of these these military sightings, and what do you take of the the current? UA, because uh, it's UAP now. The what do you do? You see the public turning in a new direction, accepting that these things are real. Yes, uh, this is a good news. The other uh, side of the story is that I'm afraid that uh, someone from the government or the military is going to use it as a threat. A false flag. Right, false flag. False flag uh, operation has been warned yes, by yes. Greer. Yes. And and supposedly, supposedly, um, God, oh my God, what's his name? 
he uh uh Warner Von Braun uh uh was one of the first people to to well allegedly on his deathbed warned that the final card that the the U.S. government was going to play would be the extraterrestrial threat um in order to kind of seize power over the world um and that scares the shit out of me because it seems as if that's happening so we're either in my opinion we're either being led in the public and and molded to under to to know that these things exist so that eventually we can have an open relationship or b they're preparing us to be scared of these things right does this is why it's so important to wake people up yeah. to spread the knowledge yes. that is why i used to do movie podcasting as you can see you know this wall used to be full of of different pop culture stuff and you know my show used to be called the pop culture corner all i did was talk about movies and tvs and then i had a conversation uh i've always been interested in ufos though always um and i've always had a fascination even when i was doing the pop culture show Every once in a while, we'd do like a alternative show because I I would like hear something and you know we talk about it. I do it's something that's always fascinated me because I've had my own sighting when I was very very young. Um, and back then, I know I I'm I'm 29, so I'm not that old. But back then, the the internet wasn't a big it wasn't there, so you had to go to the library. And I went to the library. I found books. And like other people had sightings, and they they wrote about them, and you know what I saw wasn't uncommon. And then you know the internet came, and of course I I kept tabs on UFOs, and and activity as as long as I've since I saw my sighting at at age twelve. So what I spoke to Kevin Day, who was on the USS Princeton during the Tic Tac incident. He is the one who. Vectored Commander Fravor to intercept the Tic Tac, and thus the video of the Tic Tac we got right. That exp- that whole thing it changed his life. That he didn't even see the thing personally, but he had been tracking these things dropping from eighty thousand eighty thousand feet to sea level in in point seven eight seconds. We don't have that technology, at least. We don't know that, that we have the technology, so, and and just that changed his life. You know those those four days. Um, he was laughed at after that. Uh, he was basically laughed into retirement. He lost his marriage. His kids, you know, distanced themselves from him, and he became an alcoholic. So there are these long-lasting effects of encounters, and they don't even have to be. You know, close encounters. So um, I think there is this. So people do need to wake up. But Kevin now is his—he's his best self. Now he's sober. Now he's—you know—remarried. All after the 2017 article came out because it vindicated him. It vindicated what happened that day. So we need to vindicate these people that are telling these stories. Because they didn't get a chance. Unfortunately, M- Michelle is never going to get a chance to 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 be vindicated um, in person. But you know, maybe you you and I can help each other do that. Yes, let's do it. You know, so yes. 
Um, I thank you so much for joining me tonight. And, um, you know, to, to, to in closing, you know, what do you, what do you see us? Do you see us as a, a civilization that could advance? Uh, is there hope? Yes. The future depends on our actions. We change our future. There is definitely hope. And I hope that people can wake up and to respond to certain situations in the future appropriately. And where can people continue the conversation with you um, if they want to, you know, get in touch, not get in touch, but do you have a Twitter or anything? Yes, people can look me up on Facebook by searching Samuel Chong or by going to my website, um, chinasona.org slash uh, Theoba, uh, T-H-I-A-O-O-U-B-A with the capital letter T. Yeah. Okay, and I'll put all, send all that to me. I'll put it all in the description uh, so you guys can click all those links in the description below if you'd like to continue the conversation with Samuel or if you have any questions for him um, or just want to do more research into um, um, the book and, and his follow-up. And I am super excited. Uh, this was so fun. I know it kind of bounced around a little, but uh, I'm going to, I don't know if you could help me out with this, um, but, you know, because I, I did, uh, I, 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 I would buy it on Amazon, but um, I, I physically own it. Um, so is it something you can buy on Amazon? You just search it on those book websites? Yes, people can buy the book on Amazon or get a physical copy of the book by okay. searching, searching the title of the book. And then uh, there are other digital versions as well? Yes, on Kindle and also other uh, formats. Awesome. So we'll put those links in the description as well. And then uh, we look forward to having you back on, man. This was so fun. Great. I'd love to be here again. Yes. Uh, and, and to our audience, I just want to say thank you uh, for, for listening. Thank you for watching uh, for whatever platform you're on. Um, make sure to leave a like, uh, share this video, uh, subscribe, and ring that notification bell for uh, so you don't miss any of these cool little shows that we do. Um, and if you want to help support the show further, become a member. I can't stress that enough. Special access. Um, you, we, we usually do something where we allow our members to ask questions uh, for our guests, um, but we I didn't do it this time. Um, but for that, that's a, a perk, uh, early access, and, and all those cool things. Uh, plus a yearly gift. I send you a yearly shirt. A shirt. I love those shirts, man. Uh, we send out a, a shirt to all of our members every single year, and it's uh, it's a fun little thing we do. So um, join that membership, and remember, keep your eye in the sky because you're not going to know what you're going to see. And uh, uh, we love you guys. See you next time. by Pop Culture Corner. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I just want to remind you guys that you can become members 
and or send super chat super thanks um and and help support the show uh you can also check out our new merch shop that does include total disclosure merchandise now um anytime you become a member of the show you're getting both the pop culture side of things and the ufo's ufo side of things it's so worth it um and there's many denominations you can choose from from 199 to 299 all the way up to 999 guys we hope to hear from you soon if you want to reach out to the show feel free to dm me on twitter on facebook instagram or contact me at ty at the gww.com <laughs>